Wildfires were certainly a hot issue this summer, and it has had a detrimental impact on our glaciers. To talk more about this impact of the wildfires, we're joined by Sean Marshall, glaciologist and professor in the Department of Geography at the University of Calgary. Good morning to you, Sean. Oh, good morning. This is very interesting to me. We talked about the impact as far as, you know, recreation is, you know, when it comes to the, the wildfires, obviously, unless you were in those areas, uh, impacted big time. Uh, but it was an inconvenience for many of us and with breathing issues, a major inconvenience. But the glaciers, how, how does this work out, Sean? Yeah, I, it's becoming more and more frequent as, as we've all experienced. These air quality warnings where it's really cutting into our, our outdoor um, enjoyment, I mm-hmm. think. But for the glaciers themselves, it's, it's um, kind, of, kind of double-edged. So this hot, dry weather that brings the fires is also pretty punishing for the glaciers. So they're already having a, a rough summer. So this summer they just got hammered, as you might imagine, with, with the heat dome and the ongoing heat. But the, the fires themselves have a lot of uh, ash and black carbon and, and we call it forest fire fallout that gets deposited on the glaciers and that, that really darkens the surface, absorbs lots of sunlight and, and just accelerates the melt. Okay, so explain that to us. So the ash and that, we can understand that that would coat the glacier. Why does that have an impact with the, the black coating as opposed to the white of the snow? Yeah, if you've hiked around the Rockies, you probably see it sometimes that these glaciers aren't that nice, nice white ice mm-hmm. that you maybe see in, in paintings or in old images or something. It's not like the bright snow cover. So that the, the ash cover and what we're really looking at a lot is some of the organic carbon fragments and the black carbon that absorbs sunlight like crazy. So instead of the sunlight reflecting back, ah. it gets absorbed and then just, that just heats up. So you can actually almost measure the surface temperatures and the near surface temperatures of, you know, way above zero. So, so that's just lots of extra heat and energy mm-hmm. that, that melts the ice. It's something called the albedo, which is how, how effectively the glacier reflects uh, the sunlight. And we, we've done measurements of this where we, do surveys over the glacier of how basically how dark it is, how reflective it is. And this past summer, we thought also in 2017, when we are measuring this reflectance, it actually gets brighter when we come off the glacier onto the rock. So, you know, you've studied it. We know that this is an issue, but can anything be done to combat it? Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> that's a burning question. Um, the Pardon the pun. The, <laughs> the, this, these weather systems just are bringing just the forest fire weather to southwestern Canada seem to be every other year now. It's, it's not just a now and again we get this impact. It feels more and more frequent. And so that's just kind of having a, a cumulative effect on the glaciers. They can cleanse themselves. Um, that is, if, if they're getting lots of rainfall or fresh snow melts, that actually... Uh, runs off and freshens the glacier surface a bit, so they can recover from it if you if you give them a, a few years. But if you keep hitting them with fresh fresh ash and black carbon every every couple of years, then it, they're just staying dark. The main place I've worked it's called Head Glacier. It's it's darkened over the twenty years that I've been there, so it's having trouble to to recover. I guess. Now, Sean, I know you do some work with Environment Canada as well. So, uh, I mean, obviously that's something Environment Canada looks at is is towards the wildfire season and the temperatures, et cetera. So I, I can't imagine that it's going to get that much better with the way things are. So wildfires are likely going to be a thing we deal with each and every summer, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that's, that's the forecast. That's what's expected. And it, 
you know, there'll be still some cooler, wetter summers, so it's not going to be every single summer, but the summers like the one we just had, oh, that was exceptional, but bad forest fire summers in southern Alberta, southern BC, look like we should just get used to those. Uh, as long as the climate's continuing to warm, it's kind of like the California fire hazard and the sort of heat you associate with the U.S. Southwest is really moving in, settling into southwestern Canada. So everyone expects that um, these kinds of summers with air quality warnings and lots of forest fire hazards uh, is what it's going to look like for a while. Sean, you know, obviously what you do is super niche and, uh, you know, uh, super unique to, you know, in in our country, uh, when you're looking at Alberta, for example, and different glaciers perhaps, but, you know, not a large, large part of land. I'm wondering if you have any collaboration with other areas across the globe that might be dealing with something similar. Yeah, that's a super interesting question. It's it's pretty bad in the Rockies because uh, our glaciers there are are downwind of these kind of forest fire zones in Okanagan and and Washington State and the Cascades. So I I feel like we're seeing it there more than some places, but it's also been reported these kinds of forest fire impacts in, if you can believe it, in in Greenland and Arctic Canada and the Andes where they're uh, downwind of some of the Amazon rainforest uh, fires. A lot of that's controlled burning even. They've been some big reports the last couple of years of darkening of the glaciers in the tropical Andes from that. When Australia burned horribly a couple of years ago, then New Zealand's glaciers felt it. So it's actually something um, starting to be picked up, I guess. But it's a pretty recent uh, awareness, I think, that the glaciers are getting a lot of these, these forest fire deposits on them. And it's maybe more global than, than I would have guessed at first, too. Greenland, I mean, you've probably seen some of those pictures of smoke plumes spreading across the continent. Mm-hmm. So you're right, I'm working right now with Environment Canada, so I'm, I'm based in Ottawa a lot of my time, and, and we were in the smoke ourselves here too for, for some days this, this summer where we had that like eerie red sun glaring down at us where you could like stare directly at the sun. And so some of that smoke and ash is actually reaching the Arctic and, and being deposited on Greenland as well. So there, this is kind of a global phenomenon. Sad discussion, but one we need to keep talking about and see what we can do about it. Thank you very much for your time this morning, Sean. Appreciate it. No, really, my pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for covering this. Thank you. Sean Marshall, professor in the Department of Geography at the University of Calgary.